Hey you guys, it is William Colling from Weebie Blogs, and this is an OMG WTF moment because Ollie Alexander has confirmed for Eurovision 2024. Shall we talk about it? Let's do this! British tabloid The Sun reported the rumors back in November, and people were a little skeptical, thinking this is too good to be true. But then last night on Saturday, during the grand finale of Strictly Come Dancing, perhaps the BBC's most popular show, Ali Alexandra popped up and made this announcement. Ollie, you have some news for us, and if it's all right with you, could we have a drum roll, please? I do, Claudia. Yes, I can exclusively reveal I will be representing the UK at the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah! And you know what I love about this is if you look behind him, there's Angela Rippon. She's a BBC broadcasting legend and she actually hosted Eurovision, was it in 1977? Yes, it was in 1977 when it was in London. Love that synergy. So what do we know about his song and what's coming up? This is what Ollie said in a press release. I really can't believe I'm going to be a part of such a special legacy and fly the flag for the UK in the gayest way possible. Yes, queen. I'm determined to give it everything I've got and put on an excellent and unforgettable performance for you all. And then speaking to BBC News a little later, he said this, it's gonna be electronic, something you can dance to, but I can't say much more than that. I just can't wait to get out there and meet the fans and everyone else taking part. It's gonna be the wildest experience of my life. And you know what? If he's gonna do something in the gayest way possible, I think it's gonna get real wild and I cannot wait. We should point out that Ali is a lifelong Eurovision fan. He's very sincere in wanting to represent the UK. This is not like some label said, oh, you won't go to Eurovision? Uh-huh, go for your career. No, he, in my mind, went to the BBC and went to his record label and was like, please, let's make this happen. I feel like it's a bit like a spiritual homecoming for me because I love the Eurovision so much. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel very excited to be part of it now. It's such a celebration of joy and fun. I love how the theatrics, the drama, there's such like an amazing chaos of just such a mixture of different musical styles, all these different performers. You just get so much in one night, so it's just so fun and camp. The whole thing is like what can you can get on the stage in that short amount of time, with that quick turnaround, how you can wow everybody. You only have a certain amount of time, you only have a certain amount of people, what's gonna look like, what are you gonna do? So yeah, I'm thinking, I'm all thinking about it now. We should point out that his record label is Polydor. Polydor represent ABBA and Lorene in the UK. So they have a lot of Eurovision experience and, you know, gurus on their side. They actually released this statement. Polydor, as the British home of ABBA and Lorene, have a deep connection with Sweden and Eurovision, and we also have a deep connection with the trailblazing cultural force that is Ali Alexander, who we have worked with for almost 10 years. He is quite simply an incredible talent who we are convinced will make a huge impact for the UK in this year's competition. We are proud to be supporting him in his bid for Eurovision success. 
And you know what? That success, while it's not guaranteed, I do feel like it's likely. He has been growing as an artist for more than a decade now. Back in 2010, years and years formed, he becomes the lead singer. Since 2021, he's been solo. Everyone else has left the group, but he was still releasing music under the name Years and Years. Well, now Eurovision is the chance for him to officially, formally, totally strike out on his own under his own name. Say his name? Ali Alexander. Other people who have said his name include Elton John, Kylie Minogue. They've worked with him, collabed with him. They know he's great. And so do British Eurovision fans. My goodness. The response has been overwhelming. I literally cannot remember a time since I've been covering Eurovision that there's been so much instant, universal acclaim, happiness, and joy from British fans. He doesn't seem to be very divisive. It seems to be OMG WTF, like we started this video, because people have their jaws on the floor. Close that mouth so flies don't fly in. This is real. I also want to point out that Ali Alexander, in addition to having two UK number one albums, five top ten singles with Years and Years, has also charted outside of the UK. We're talking Denmark, Ireland, Sweden, the Netherlands, Germany, all those countries, those five I just named, they vote in the Eurovision Song Contest, honey! <laughs> Writing on the WeWe Blog's website, Fatima makes a very good point. She says, The BBC could not have found a bigger place for this announcement, the interval of the Strictly final. A good sign that they're taking it seriously. So true. This show is huge in the UK, and this was the final, and they said, let's showcase the next big thing on British TV, Ali Alexander. MQE writes, this is really promising for the UK. Ollie is a good singer, a great performer, relatively recognizable outside of the UK. With a good song, this whole package could deliver something great. I'm intrigued. And Nils writes, well done, BBC. This is amazing news for all of Eurovision. Hopefully he'll be able to get the UK a Sam Ryder-ish result. Now, another person who is excited is my colleague, Lucy Serte in Leicester. We had a chat earlier. This is what we discussed. So Lucy, I know that you're a huge fan of both Ollie and Years and Years previously. Tell us, what's your first reaction? Absolutely mind blown. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind straight away is this is huge. Like across Europe, please do not underestimate how massive this is. Ollie is arguably the biggest talent in the United Kingdom today. He is multi-talented. Well, he's not just singer; he's an actor. He is a star, like a legitimate star. And instantly, I'm like, "Damn, Sam Ryder's trajectory!" Kind of after he came second, the way things have changed in the UK delegation is earth-shaking. I well, at least for me. I to get somebody of this caliber, somebody with this amount of success that Ollie has had is it's intense. And Lee Smithhurst and the UK delegation have clearly like they have been fighting and fighting and fighting for something like this. And they've done it. They've done it. We have got Ollie Alexander. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I can't believe it. And I do think Sam Ryder, because he broke the cycle of negativity, labels are now more open, perhaps, to letting their artists do it. Because I think a lot of artists would love to do it, but maybe they're talked out of it, or like the risks are presented. But Polydor, they represent ABBA and Lorene in the UK. So it's like they get what you can do with Eurovision. 
I just want to ask you one thing quickly, because you know so much about Ali. Um, on Instagram, on the Wooly Blogs Instagram, we posted, you know, how excited we were. And some comments like this came in. This is Flock Jan, who writes, going for another May Muller situation with underwhelming live vocals, I'm afraid. First of all, May's amazing. Let's just say that she's had lots of success. And she can sing, but maybe on the night she was shaky. But putting that aside, do you know what Ollie's live vocals are like? Do you think he can perfect them for this song by May? Yeah, I mean, first of all, May Muller had great domestic success, so let's not. Second of all... <laughs> Um, let's just say the very first text I got when it was announced, because I don't watch Strictly Come Dancing where it was announced, and my cousin's wife texted me like, oh my God, I saw Ollie Alexander at uh, Glastonbury, and it was the best thing I have ever seen, ever. Now, to get that review, that's the initial reaction of somebody finding it out. He nailed it, Glastonbury. He was so good live. And people, I don't know where this has come from, this whole thing about Ollie's not great live. He did a New Year's Eve show for the BBC, not last year, because that was Sam Ryder staying on topic. The year before, it was Ollie Alexander. And basically, this is the show they do before the big London fireworks. It is watched by pretty much everybody in the UK. Um, <laughs> and he did this hour-long set, like his clips were, and it was perfection the entire time. He did all the hits. If I remember correctly, I'm not sure, but I think he had, like, Kylie or someone, like, really, really... Yeah, they duetted, didn't they? Yeah. Like, he can do a show. And um, Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop yes! Boys. Yes! He did get the Pet Shop Boys because, and I'm sure we'll discuss this at some point, he was in the TV show It's a Sin, which the Pet Shop Boys did the song It's a Sin that the show named itself after, and they released it as a single as a duet, like, redoing the song kind of later on. And that was a huge success as well. So Ollie, he can perform. And he's not just vocally good, because he is vocally very good live. I think somebody must have looked at one performance and gone, it's bad. No, it's good. It's it's good. Yeah. But he is also a showman. Like, the way he interacts with the camera, he, he's good TV. And I want to say, looks, I mostly oh. know him as a studio artist, to be honest. I've never actually seen many live performances. However, the studio cuts are great. This is what Eurovision needs. It's modern. It kind of pushes the boundaries. Mm. Synth pop, indie pop, you know, electro house. Years and years did lots of stuff. And now that he's like officially and formally on his own, releasing music as himself, starting with Eurovision, it's exciting because mm. he can go in a new direction. He can evolve the sound. And so I look forward to hearing him live. I want to touch on the Pet Shop Boys point. Um, two things. The first is that he's very active in sort of LGBTQ plus activism. Um, he's very much about sexual health awareness. He's very much about reducing stigma. And his role in It's a Sin, which for those of you who don't know, was all about the HIV AIDS epidemic in the UK and the horrible stigma um, that people faced when they were living with this disease. He really put himself out there. And the fact that Pet Shop Boys, who also put themselves out there, you know, visually and for causes, it's incredible. It gives you a sense of who he is. Second point, Pet Shop Boys, they play with gender, don't they? Right? Like, yeah. they do their thing. Ollie does his thing. And I love that he'll get to do this on an even bigger stage. Sorry I interrupted you. No, it's all right. I mean, from what you're saying there about, you know, he is very a, a very prominent LGBTQ plus person. 
He has won LGBT Person of the Year at the British LGBT Awards. And you can tell I'm reading this. <laughs> he, at the 50th anniversary of London Pride, quietly um, named him among the 50 heroes leading the nation towards equality, acceptance and dignity for all people. He is inspirational. And people really took how he portrayed this character in It's a Sin very to heart. And I think a lot of people, Gen Z and millennials, who weren't necessarily alive for that time or were too young to know. I was born in 91. I don't remember that time period. I know a lot of people who were affected by it. Like somebody incredibly important in my life was a young gay man in that time. And, you know, these people that had to go through it, they've this story has now been told for people in my generation and the younger one below that. It's it became a huge hit in the UK and domestic, like, internationally as well. And to have him there is so important to get younger Eurovision fans on board as well, um, and bring in that new generation of fans in the UK. Because I mean, I think it just spoke at volumes to everybody watching it. It was important. And people might be like, oh, why are you guys talking about TV? The fact is, this is a huge moment because, yes, we're getting a pop star who can sing and write and all that. Oh, yeah. But we're also getting a Eurovision project, right? This is a full package. And that means you can do more media. You can build more hype. You can build more buzz. There are more dimensions and avenues with which the public can connect with the UK entry. Whereas sometimes in the past, you know, way back when, we didn't have that, right? There was not the narrative around that. And these days with internet, social media, you need that narrative and that runway to kind of drive attention so you don't get lost before the contest even starts. I want to pivot quickly and read you this tweet. This is from Danny L. Harl. He, of course, is the producer and songwriter working with Ali Alexander. He had hits with Dua Lipa in Houdini, with Charlie XCX in Anthems. And he tweeted, quote, it's a big one, produced and co-written by me. Now, what I take from that is confidence. Confidence. He believes in what he's created with Ali. What are you feeling about Danny's involvement? So somebody unearthed, and I really want to try find it, and I'll put it in the comments of this video if I do. Somebody put on Twitter last night, the gayest thing ever, Carly Rae Jepsen interviewed Daniel Hall once. <laughs> and I don't know why, but, and he literally said, they said, like, what is the one thing you want to do before you die? And he said, win Eurovision as a songwriter. Are you for real? Mm-hmm. He said he wanted to win Eurovision. Ollie Alexander has also said at a time his big dream is to win Eurovision for the UK. These, they're not playing. They're not playing. I mean, Houdini was one of the songs of the summer, right? Well, really not summer, fun. autumn, whatever. One of the songs of the year. It was, it's a big deal. I mean, Dua Leap is a big deal anytime, but everybody loved Houdini. So, and I mean, like you say, he's worked with Charlie XCX. He's worked with Caroline Polachek, who's also great. I mean, we couldn't really ask for better. Ollie Alexander and one of the best producers in the UK right now. Lucy, let's actually pause for one minute and hear from some of our colleagues around the world. Roll the tape. Hey, you guys. Hey, William. I am totes excited. And why am I so excited? Ollie Alex. In fact, let me do a bigger shout out. Oliver Alexander thought 
person from the years and years will be representing the United Kingdom at Eurovision 2024. And there's a lot to be excited about. Can I just start by saying I'm a huge fan of the years and years. I've actually seen them in concert six times. Six, yes, that's right. I thought it was four. And then I remembered that last year they headlined Mighty Hoopla. <laughs> so I saw them perform again. And they have also headlined... Brighton Pride, yeah, and Birmingham Pride, and of course I've seen their own solo work. Oh, shout outs, actually. When Kylie Minogue had her Christmas concert at the Royal Albert Hall a couple of years ago, who did she bring out? Ollie Alexander! And of course, Ollie Alexander shout outs to lots of people as well. During his set of Mighty Hoopla, he brought out Jake Shears, and you guessed it, Girls Aloud. Love, love, love. Everything about Oli Alexander is A-game. One thing I like about him is he's pop royalty. He gets pop, he understands pop, and it pushes out excellent pop. Three albums with the years and years, two of which have hit number one. I believe Communion and Palo Santo. No, no, Palo Santo was number two. His lowest charting album is number two. Nightcall, of course, being number one. Three great albums, Shine, King, great singles, topping up the charts, not just domestically, but beyond that. In addition to that, he writes his own music. He's done his own frontman thing. He's an actor. Channel 4 series, It's a Sin. He can conquer multiple disciplines, but best of all, he's also an activist. This is somebody that has suffered anxiety. He's had a bit of stage fright. He suffered adversity, honey. Adver I'm not going to deconstruct what he's had to go through, but what I can tell you is that he has overcome them. And actually, representing your country at Eurovision, is v this really does bode well, because he can connect to people on multiple levels. He's very charismatic. He's great at doing interviews. Um, he can sing. He can compose. He's a musician. He can do it solo. He can do it as part of a group. He understands visual, he can collaborate, and he's got lots of friends who love him dearly, friends in high places who can just push out that tweet on Saturday night during the grand final, canvassing lots of votes your way. Also, think about the music experts who account for 50% of the score. Now, putting your name against Ollie Alexander is not a bad idea. You, you won't be embarrassed. It won't be a gimmick. He's a credible artist and he slayed the music industry constantly on the radio, shifted physical copies and really racking up the number of streams. Another thing I like about Oli Alexander is that he's not... Ingebert Humperding Bonitala, love you loads, but you know what? That Eurovision decision came six decades too late. We need currency. We need now. We need trending. And Ollie, I mean, this is a good time in his career. He's earned the right, yeah? So he's not having to fence for a ticket at your country needs you. He can be comfortably, mind you, Electro Velvet didn't. Where am I going with this? The point is, this is a well-earned spot and it's a good collaboration, both for the BBC, both for UK fans, and, or it's more than both if I'm now saying two, right? And Oli Alexander himself. Great career. A lot of people know the years and years. 
Actually, a lot of people know Ollie Alexander, but more as an actor. Um, but as a singer, of course, he goes by the name Years and Years. He's the sole frontman of the Years and Years. Um, I'm really excited. Excited to the point that I can't give you a chronology of my excitement, but I think this is going to be great news. We haven't heard the song yet, so let's not jump the gun. But based on what he has done and his potential and what he's able to do, expect a respectable result. Yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. He will make the United Kingdom proud. <laughs> Your country needs you, we need you, and he heard the call and he... And look at the way he dropped that announcement. So cute, so cash, so like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm putting my name behind it. And this is something that he's very proud of and he's very passionate about. And yeah, love, 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 love. I, I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, this is really, this is the best Christmas present. Yeah, the best. And I'm totes happy about it. Ooh, mm. yo, yo, man, what's up, mate? Come on. <laughs> what a gag-worthy announcement. Like, what? BBC? BBC, you know your thing. Like, the way they announced Oli Alexander, I'm done. I'm done. We were all shocked, like, like this last night. This is literally one of the big names, probably and definitely in 2024 Eurovision. Wow, wow, Eurovision 2024 is going to be that year, right? With all these big names, like in Italy, we have so many big names that they can win, you know, Sanremo and then go to Eurovision. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be so good. Oli Alexander, I really want you to slay. Please promise that. Thank you. <laughs> no, he he literally didn't come to play. No, 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 no. I think I think he knows he knows what he is going to do. I think he is ready, so ready, as he said that he has been uh, dreaming about Eurovision so much. You know, the whole the whole career, the whole years that he has been in this planet. Um, so yeah, I feel like she, he will he will definitely shine, you know, at Eurovision 2024 in Malmo and maybe he's going to be king of Eurovision 2024 and host in 2025. I literally, I am very down about London 2025. Let's do this. <laughs> Hey all, Jonathan here. I mean, who would have thought we'd be back in a reality where the UK is sending acclaimed pop stars to Eurovision with songs co-written by hit producers and an announcement made during one of the UK's biggest TV shows. Obviously, I'm going to reserve full judgment until we've heard a song, we've seen a live performance, but there's still so much to be excited about from this announcement. During the sort of dark era of the UK at Eurovision, a lot of criticism was made at the BBC and the delegation of just lack of effort in everything. You cannot say that anymore. Ollie has a catalogue of hits behind him. The fact that he's also been selected so early shows that they are well and truly on in terms of planning this. Both Ollie and Danny have said this is a dream come true for them. They are going to want to make every little detail absolutely perfect. 
Ollie's team as well, I think he has a big support behind him, lots of resources that can be applied to the live show when we get to Malmö, and the team are going to want to make sure that this is perfect, because this is Ollie announcing himself as a solo artist underneath his main solo name, this new era of his music career, and they're going to want to make sure it gets off with a bang. This has made me very excited for the 2024 season and long may this renaissance of the UK at Eurovision continue. Hi everyone, Katie here and I have just come back from the best road trip ever, listening to all of Ollie Alexander's back catalogue. Sweet Talker is my personal fave, Starstruck is amazing and it has got me so excited that Ollie Alexander is finally representing the UK at Eurovision. We have wanted this for years. Ollie is fabulous. He's had so much development with years and years, his solo stuff. It's a sin. If you've not watched it, go and watch it. It is incredible, but it will make you cry. Ollie is just incredible and there's so much to get excited about. There's so much we already love about Ollie and we can't wait to get behind him in the UK. We can't wait to fall in love with him even more. And you know, for us, the UK, we're enjoying our redemption era. And even though we've had good results in 2022, we're still not quite used to this. And this is still such a big deal for us after all of those years of quite disappointing announcements. So we're gonna make the most of this. We're gonna enjoy listening to Starstruck as we anticipate Ollie's entry. I'm so excited. And I just want to reiterate something that Ali told BBC News. He said, quote, it's going to be electronic, something you can dance to. Now, that's making me feel good already because that's very much, I'd say, in his sweet spot. You know, he knows how to <clears throat> make music that makes you want to move. We're not saying Yas Queen in 2024. We're saying Yas King, okay? King, how many millions was it? Was hundreds of millions of views on that video? I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's half a uh, half a billion streams on Spotify for King. I, I mean, mean, I'll find out the YouTube lot, stream, but it's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> but Lucy, I want to conclude this chat by looking into your investigation. If this was on BBC News, it'd be like Lucy Surti here with her investigation. What have you unearthed? from a potentially very telling photo that Ollie was standing in front of when making his BBC announcement. Yeah, now if you just looked at the picture, it just looks like he's in front of Big Ben. He's British, so it's an icon of the UK. Um, no, he disappears for a second, and I'm not gonna lie, found on OGAE UK, um, and somebody shared it like, wait, what's this? And so I went full delusional, crazy British Eurofan, and I looked at every single aspect of this image, and there's an article on reallyblogs.com now. And <laughs> there it is. So the time on the clock is five oh, sorry, 20 past one, so that's a one and a four. We see a four again, where it says phone box, on the phone box it says night call, but the A is a four. So four is prominent for some reason. Um, night call is an old album of, well, not old, it was only last year, but his last album as years and years. Um, on the phone box, there's loads of stickers, including la, which is a thing from the TV show, It's a Sin. Then there was all these emojis over it, which looked sad or dazed. I couldn't really see it because it's quite blurry. But when you look in, it's this kind of like, hmm, kind of emoji. Don't know what that means. Um, the number 26 is featured twice in the image. There's a sticker on the phone box, phone box, and the bus is the number 26 bus. 
is that 26 songs in the final? Does that mean something else? Um, and there's also number 25 speed limit sign next to the 26 bus. What does that mean? Is it sequence 25 to 26? Could be, we're going into 2024, then 25 to 26. Is it just years and years, like a sequence of the years ah. passing by? There's so many things. I also noticed on the clock where it says the hands are on one of four, which are we getting the song on 4th of January, the 4th of the 1st? Maybe April 1st. Maybe they want to make it late. April 1st, girly. January 1st, first month, 4th day. Yeah, oh, sorry, January 4th. It could be I'm the last wondering. to reveal, right? Like, sure, they can play the song at the HOD meeting, but then they may not reveal it publicly till after that to keep Maybe. I mean, there's so many ways um, to spin this, cut this, but you can read Lucy's investigation on the Wee Wee Blogs website. Girl, you need a raise. Give him us Inspector Gadget over there in Leicester. <laughs> well, look, final thoughts from you on Ali Alexander's participation. Um, there is no part of me whatsoever that is worried right now. Um, I am concerned about getting cocky because this is going to be amazing. I think it's going to be so special and I think he's going to do very, very well. The BBC are not messing around. They are here to try and win. I'm going to try and give another side because I am up here, but I need to give a little pinch of something to try and counter that. Um, if it's not Beat Song, we have a lot of upbeat songs this year. Slaman. Is it Slaman? Slaman. He's coming through with a ballad. Yeah. We better hope a lot of ballads come through because we've got used Clyde. We've got like a lot of up here. Like, I mean, Ico is very up-tempo. So we've got a lot of songs that reach up here instead of being nice and chill down here. We need some more of this for Ollie to really succeed. You know, I was slightly nervous because you know how sometimes an artist can really speak to a domestic audience and then they don't necessarily translate to the outside. So I've been trying to temper my enthusiasm with like, ooh, is this just a British thing? Because, you know, the mere exposure effect, we see him all the time on TV, you know, because we live in this country, etc. But then I was like, wait a minute, he's had hits, you know, in Denmark. Ireland, the Netherlands, Germany. He's not just a local artist. Maybe he does have cross-border appeal. And look at the views. You can't get that many billions of streams just from British listeners. That doesn't happen. No. And so, yeah, I, I just don't know whether to get ahead of myself or whether you know to rein myself in. But I, I share your concern because you know what? It's we're having this UK slay era. And we all want it to continue. And um, yeah. I keep these feet on the ground, girl. We, you know, we ain't necessarily going to Liverpool just yet. But I, I am very positive about all of this. Yeah. Well, exciting. that's what we think. What do you think? Do you think that Ollie Alexander has the potential to win the Eurovision Song Contest 2024? And if you're not in the UK, could you tell us how big he is or how big Years and Years was in your country? Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on socials, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, and who knows, maybe even Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.